0: Hi, my name is John Pierre and a few days ago I went to the hospital not to worry not to worry I'm good it wasn't me this time okay I actually went to visit my uncle who actually happens to be my nephew But because he's way older than me, you know, every time I get to introduce him to people as my nephew, you can see their heads try to process that. So we kind of decided to switch roles. Now I'm the nephew, he's the uncle. It'd be like that in African families, right? This was probably the first time in, in a while, I can say years, that I've been to the hospital without being the one in need of medical attention, right? I went with my brother. Initially, he didn't want me to come at all. He almost dished me when we were still back at home because he figured I would have a hard time being there. Obviously, he thought I was gonna be triggered. While driving there, right, my brother kept checking to see if I wanted to go through with it. Like, it was mission impossible. I'm like no big deal fam i got this i'm there all the time well not all the time but you know what i mean so i figured i've been to hospitals before it's it's, it's cool man i got this these are my peoples at some point he was just like no you're staying in the car i think. so we went in obviously trying to find the ward and 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 the room we're going through corridor after corridor asking nurses and whoever. we found ward after ward and I was catching glimpses of patients here and there and the chaos in hospitals. It was sorrowful sometimes, heartbreaking. There was wailing that could be heard in nearby rooms. And then actually in one of the corridors, a group of women crying and wailing was leaving one of the rooms. They were coming towards us, I had no clue, I didn't even know what to do. But I felt their pain in their cries and the tears on their faces. And my brother kept looking at me all this time to check if I was okay. I'm gonna. Like, I, I kept ignoring him. But you know that piercing feeling you have when someone's eyes are, are towards you. In search of where we're we'll going, we passed the emergency ward. Just right about the time there was an ambulance pulling up, or the patient was being pushed out on a gurney in that moment in that moment my mind all of a sudden started playing games with me unearthing a lot of memories of my own experiences in the hospital this this was the moment that obviously my brother was talking about this was the moment when my mind just decided to open the floodgates of all my previous experiences in hospitals. And then my mind ran away with me to, to a time I was in the emergency room once. I remember I was asleep. And as per tradition, only one thing usually wakes me up from, from my slumber. Old girl, old faithful, the ever so clingy, Miss pain, Not the subtle and increasing type of pain, but that zero to a hundred real quick type of pain where i go from being really quiet to wailing like a little child and so it was that type of pain this time so i shouted in agony no doctor or nurse inside i think it was slightly after 1 a.m and the only able-bodied person in the room was a certain woman there was another patient like he was on oxygen so she was sitting right next to his bed i shouted again in distress with no hesitation this woman came to my bed slowly and gently she held my hand just like my mother does stared through my soul just like my mother does she spoke to me slowly and gently and i could tell in that moment from her demeanor that she was one who frequently conversed with god she spoke to me in a dialect that i didn't know she knew I spoke. She spoke in Swahili, but her Swahili was nothing like mine. Hers was void of dilution or any other Western influences or urban influences. It was raw. Yeah, it was raw and potent, sprinkled with germs of heavy truth like all the freckles and wrinkles etched on her face you know until this day i can never do justice to the depth of wisdom she shared i remember that conversation every now and then still has the same impact as it did in that moment let me try to share what she said i hope i don't butcher it i hope the value won't get lost in in translation she started the conversation weirdly she asked me to look around the room so I did. In my head, I thought she was going to say something rude after that. I thought maybe she was going to say, I'm not the only one who needs attention. So I should stack it up. Or maybe I was making noise for the person she was with. I don't know. My head wasn't screwed on right. OK, and uh, and I was ready to go off as well. I was thinking, ma'am, ma'am, please let's not do this right now. If you can help me, great. If you cannot, great. But let's not get into riddles and trivia at this hour even though i love riddles and trivia something about being in pain that always makes you want to get rid of it instantly and sometimes at the expense of the closest person or thing you can find you know what i mean i remember i out at a doctor once when i was in pain a couple of years ago luckily he was like a sickle cell specialist and he understood my kind of pain and then the next time I went to meet meeting for a review, I was so ashamed and I'm embarrassed. I did apologize eventually. He said something that I'll never forget till this day. He said, and i quote, I've learned not to judge a person for whatever they do to get rid of their pain. Especially a pain I've never felt. I thought that was really deep. And we became really close after that. Anyway, I digress. Back to the matter. What was that? Right. This woman. So she asked me to look around the room, right? And so I did. Then she continued. She said, I know there's nothing worthwhile to look at. Everything spells misery in this room. Sarcastically, I was like, you don't say. Okay, I never said it. I thought it, but I never said it. So she proceeded to explain to me what each patient was going through. I was like, okay. Then I realized she had been there for quite a while, right? And then she whispered even more. She said, you can tell death is lingering right by the door. Now, this made me pay attention. I wasn't even irritated anymore. Are you trying to say I'm about to kick the bucket? And then she paused and she said, but everything you see here is is just on the surface. If you look at it from a deeper level, you'll see that everything I just mentioned to you is, is a pocket a faith pocket so to say she used a certain term i don't know how to say it in english okay and then she proceeded to say i can change everything i see right now i can be back home in no time i just need to garner the tiniest seed that i can find a seed of faith and throw it in these faith pockets and and i just needed to believe to believe i could change the situation so in that moment i don't know if because of a pain or out of desperation i looked in that room and And i truly hated what i saw i wanted to see something different i wanted to see something better i wanted to feel different not just for me but i wanted something different for every single soul that was in that room so i started dwelling on different thoughts i started throwing seeds of faith into these pockets that she talked about time passed and i can't even remember how long it took until i blacked out and when i woke up my mom was there with that woman chit-chatting As if they had known each other for years in no time from that conversation i was out of the emergency room and then after a few more hours i was discharged and we went back home an emergency room apart from us knowing it from a medical perspective i can say is a space you find yourself or a space i find myself at the least with our wellness being in state emergency rooms provide an isolation from all that is around us and isolation from the normal daily routines and operations in our lives and they narrow in on what needs to be addressed there and then otherwise the outcome is almost guaranteed to be fatal emergency rooms also put life into perspective for the many times I've spent in the hospital and been in, in such rooms there's no getting used to that by the way there's only one ever existing yearning Never have I been in the hospital and had my thoughts linger on on food or oh shoes. I love kicks, by the way. Or money or certain activities. Not talk, uh, Not my beloved Arsenal. The ever-existing yearning is always to simply live. If God ever gets irritated by me or by my voice, I know for a fact. It's when I'm in hospital and I'm trying to cut deals with him constantly and these deals always evolve. So if you get me out of this place like right now, then I'll A, B, C, D and I list down the terms and conditions. Let me say metaphorically, emergency rooms could apply to various aspects of our lives really. Apart from our health, sometimes financially you can come to a point where you don't have the capacity to cover certain bills, do certain things, and that just kind of chokes the life out of you. Relationships too can go into a state of emergency and just drain, drain you to a point where nothing else seems to be moving until that issue is resolved. Workspaces as well can be toxic, kind of feels like an emergency room as well. And then I know in, in dealing with personal battles, it's easy to feel isolated, but emergency rooms have a way of dumping everyone all together in one space, reminding us that we're not alone, that our suffering is a bridge, a reminder that many people have suffered before us and that others are suffering around us and that many more will continue to suffer even beyond our duration, say in that emergency room or in that suffering. And from a visitor's perspective a few days ago and from a patient's perspective, trust me, emergency rooms are one of a few spaces to look at. They can drain your spirit they can be dark however darkness though not ideal or pleasant or comfortable darkness may just exist so that someone can have an opportunity to introduce light in that space kind of like what that woman did for me the entrance of your word brings light words are the most powerful seeds words bring light to be honest, I still don't think I did justice to the fullness of the conversation I had with our woman, but I'm glad I learned the, the principle. Every emergency room is an opportunity to plant, to plant the right seeds, so to say. So, whatever emergency room you're in at the moment, look at it closely. You see it exactly for what it is a pocket. And sometimes there are multiple pockets, a faith, pocket and so you can ready your seed or your seeds and go ahead and plant them and whatever you plant you will eventually reap after the whole emergency room episode a few days later my mom came to me and just gave me her phone and say someone wants to talk to you i don't know why parents do that to us i thought it was probably a relative i've never heard of Someone who would ask me if I know who they were when we both know I don't and will probably tell me how they helped me while I was a baby and will probably claim they changed my diapers at some point. Lies or lies. I was a very sensitive baby and I only wanted to be helped by my dad so I've been told. Anyway with that in mind I said hello and I heard hello on the other side and I immediately knew who the person on the other end of the line was. was a lady from the emergency room. She asked how I was doing, I told her I was good, we talked for several minutes. I found out the man she was with was her husband actually and he was no longer on oxygen and he was soon to be discharged. That made me really happy. I went in that emergency room unwillingly, in pain, with no hope, in darkness so to say. But I left with a really great story. A mother I had yet met and wisdom that will aid me for like a lifetime. And now not just me, hopefully. It also serves you well and hopefully all the other people you will one day share it with one of my favorite numbers is 12 12 months in a year 12 disciples so to say 12 tribes or sons of israel hopefully 12 minutes of this episode and finally 12 full episodes of this podcast and with that i i totally feel complete i feel for the first season of this podcast i'm quite satisfied fulfilled and most importantly grateful thank you for listening for understanding and for helping me stay pain free in the meantime you can replay some of your favorite episodes or share with someone you feel might need to hear this or you can reach out as well if you have questions comments or whatever you want to contribute and i'm not really looking forward to season two but until then love always and forever